In Tekken 8, Jin Kazama will face off against his father, Kazuya Mishima, for the last time. Kazuya is threatening global domination, and since Jin is the only other person who possesses the devil gene as well, he may be the only chance the world has left. But how did we even get to this point? What the hell is a devil gene? And why do these fathers and sons keep throwing each other off cliffs? Hello there, and welcome to episode 82 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Owen to my Abby, John. Now, one of my favorite things to do on this show is to clown on John. And uh, <laughs> I love that you never prepare me for this. <laughs> no, no, let's talk this about the show. Uh, let's prep the show, John. <laughs> We're going to talk about this and that and this. I always forget to mention these for some reason. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, um, what do you have? <laughs> In our 2024 preview, I asked John, will this year be as big as 2023? Mm-hmm. And you said no. But yeah, I still stand by that. <laughs> but I'm going to challenge you because January of 2024 is uh, is putting that uh, statement uh, is challenging that statement. Sure. Uh, because uh, you know we we're not going to talk deeply about this, but two games came out last week, uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth and Tekken 8, both reviewed at a 90. Yeah. So uh, January sitting hard. We got uh, Prince of Persia. The Last Crown, 87, mm-hmm. the two mm-hmm. 90s I just mentioned, and now Pal World. Mm-hmm. So so the year's starting off pretty, pretty strong. Pal World's a good one to throw in there. Yeah, so 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 what do you think now, huh? Uh, I still, like I said, I stand by my, my <laughs> statement. Um, I think Tekken 8 can easily just be offset by Street Fighter 6. You could just throw those, you know, at each sure, other and that offsets sure. it. But no, I think when, when, I, when you ask that question, uh, what my head immediately goes to is the sheer level that it got to with Tears of the Kingdom specifically in Baldur's Gate 3. Like those two games came out and make an argument for greatest game of all time. Like they, uh-huh. they're they in that conversation. And so uh, while I'm sure Tekken 8 is great for fighting fans and while I'm sure Like a Dragon is zany and everything that a Yakuza fan would want, I don't see those stretching nearly anywhere close to outside the realm of who would be regularly enjoying those things uh, if, you, if you're picking up what I'm laying down. <laughs> Yeah, I do. They probably will not be in the game of the year discussion at the end of the year. But I could see like a dragon maybe getting there. But maybe. I'm just saying that's it's a very very strong start. Like that it is. it is, you know, congratulations to both of them uh that they reviewed so well and just, you know, now I really got to play like a dragon infinite wealth cuz Mm-hmm. It's supposedly the best game in the series now. Yeah, are you in on that series going forward now? Like, sounds like you are. <laughs> like, go well, on. I didn't. I didn't get the little uh, the man who races name that half step game that came out. But no, but that almost I would say is is its own thing. I mean, the like a dragon turn based. Yeah, well, who's in this character's name with the crazy hair? Oh boy. <laughs> it's not uh, no Ichiban. Co- Ichiban. Uh, what's his last name? It's Ichiban something. Okay. Katsuya. I think it is. I think that's his name. You're John's fat. Uh, I'm getting Ichiban uh, restaurants. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Ichiban Kasuga. Kasuga. Okay. So yeah, I mean, like the continuation of his story. It sounds like you're in. Yeah. Yeah. I I really am in. I'm just you know I want to I got to get through some games and then yeah and then get to this one. It's just 
it's just the debate of getting into this game right before the big other big JRPG, you know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they do those back to back. It's it's going to be a little intense. Throw in uh, uh, Persona Three too while you're at it. Just, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. have a and then, take yeah. all of February off. Yeah, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. You know, let's just let's just. Yeah. Just play them all. Yeah, the weebs are okay. eating good this month, man. Like, this is a real big JRPG time for whatever reason. Yeah. As as I mentioned on this show, I told, I said it. You, you know, don't Overlord. know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Unicorn Overload, not a good one. Yeah. A little so, unconventional JRPG, but JRPG nonetheless. Yeah. So, so it's, it's yeah, it's it's awesome. And, I, and then going back to our original topic, I think February also will make its case for why this could be one of the greatest years in gaming as well, I think. You're going to see a lot of high-reviewed games again this month. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, so eat it, John. <laughs> <laughs> once you, once we get that Baldur's Gate three, like, oh my God, stop the presses! Everybody needs to pay attention to this. Then we can, we can talk. Well, you predicted a 3D Mario this year, and that that true. could be that game. So that if, is true. If the Switch two launches with a 3D Mario, that that is there. There's yeah. the, there's the one. Um, but uh, yep, that's all I got. You got anything for the opening here? Uh, no, fuck you. Get fucked, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Clown on me. <laughs> All right. Well, then, on that note, let's get into how the show works because we got a state of play to talk about. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, some sad news is more gaming industry layoffs. And we also have to talk about our fantasy league, get you guys involved and and see if John and I are actually pick some smart games and see if John can, what, four Pete? Four Pete. Yep. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> and then we're moving on to round two of our video game character battle royale, and we're changing the format. So we hope you guys enjoy the new format, but, you know, stay tuned to find out. So this is how the show works. John and I can both bring up to three things to talk about. It can be a video game we're playing, a news item, a topic. It can be an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. Write in if you have any questions for us. Uh, Twitter DM or at at PS Pals Pod or a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStation Pals. Any of those things, we bring it and we talk about it. And yeah, I this the first thing we were going to bring was going to be a returning segment. I was going to bring the DefCon level. I love the DefCon level. It's great. Mm-hmm. You were but- real excited. I think post <laughs> podcast last week, you're like, we're bringing it back next week. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. Yeah, because the rumors were were getting hot and heavy of a state of play coming and then you know just hours before we recorded this uh, uh, Sony confirmed it you know they tweeted out that hey we're having a state of play 15 plus games and then on the PlayStation blog uh, they mentioned this exact this is the exact verbiage the broadcast will be over 40 minutes long and feature guest appearances from some of the most talented minds in gaming among many other updates will feature extended looks at Stellar Blade and Rise of the Ronin Two great games coming to PS5 this year, and we'll give you a new look at other titles coming to PS5 and PSVR 2 in 2024 and beyond. Oh, boy. Oh, man, I didn't even notice that last word. That's juicy, That's That's so juicy. So, 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 so juicy. It's one of my favorite things about being kind of into the space like we are, though, Nick, is, like, you really start to learn that, like, every damn word in these press releases is curated <laughs> and and there's a reason it's it sits there so yeah hearing the beyond is is interesting like well, how far how far are they pushing that so state of plays you usually got tempered expectations but as we'll get into the rumors surrounding this one and as we just mentioned that verbiage yeah uh this is pretty exciting i think overall 
and I hate to do this. I, why do I do this to myself? Hype level getting pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say it's, um, you, you never want to get over your skis or ahead of your skis or anything like that. And we say this every single time there's a dumb thing announced cause we get excited and we can't help ourselves, but this feels meaty. This yeah. feels like, like it's going to be, I don't know about the biggest state of play ever. I don't know what that would be off the top of my head, but like maybe a, a in between a state of play and a showcase level kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is coming January 31st. I don't think I said the date, January 31st, 5 PM Eastern time. Um, yeah, it's, this is exciting. So let's let's just let's focus on uh, what they the two games they do mention, and then we'll go. John has a curated list of games. Uh, curated. Let's, let's start with. <laughs> I'm kind of stupid, but that's fine. That that he that we're going to talk about that are either rumored or we have a suspicion to be there. I don't know. He made a list of games. I made a list of 15 games, and we're going to see how dumb Nick thinks I am. <laughs> All right, but let's talk about let's talk about. Do we do we need to mention Rise of the Ronin? We've seen this game a couple of times. We saw it at uh, the Game Awards. I think we didn't mention. We just mentioned it's going to be there. I mean, open world, um, feudal Japan, Koei Tecmo, Koei Tecmo, Assassin's Creed ish game. That honestly, like the the buzz around it in the uh, internet spaces are pretty high. Like everybody seems to be really really amped for this one. I think Nick and I have both kind of um, hesitated a little bit to say that it's going to be awesome. There's a little bit of I don't know, gameplay jank, maybe you could say. Yeah. But um, exciting to see more nonetheless. You know, I think it's going to be a bigger game for the platform this this spring for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And it's console exclusive, right? It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the other game, Stellar Blade, which we have not seen at a Sony conference since 2022. So it's been kind of silent. And then we did our own research, and they've been posting stuff, but we haven't we haven't seen the game in a while. Uh, this is from we you, we just said it. You Koei just Tecmo? said it to me. No, Who, who's making Stellar Blade? You uh, just mentioned this to me. I did. <laughs> yeah, for the show. I don't I don't know anything about video games. <laughs> it's their first game. Shift up. Shift up. I didn't say their name to you. <laughs> Shift up. Yes. Shift up. It's their first uh, console game. Uh, it's a third person action game. Think Devil May Cry, Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. Um, we, again, we've seen it at previous Sony showcases. Uh, yeah, it it looks it looks good. Yeah, this was one that when it got announced, I kind of just wrote it off as another, I don't know, throwaway, double A, maybe approaching triple A kind of game. But as you know, because it was originally what Project Eve, yes, was how it was announced. And so uh, every time I look at it, though, it just looks a little bit cleaner, a little bit more polished. Um, definitely going after that bayonetta. Uh, just like you mentioned, Nick, incredibly fast-paced action uh, with a lot of style in there. I think the enemies are really cool and freaky looking. Um, and, you know, there's even some weird space eyeball winged crazy. It, like, it looks like it reaches that level of, you know, maybe not the insanity that Bayonetta is, but something along those lines. So, yeah, I'm hoping that this is kind of in that same tier of quality, um, you know, because everybody everybody likes a good action character, action action game. So... Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm actually a little looking looking forward to this more than I was. And um, with a blog post that PlayStation had a couple of weeks ago, they even kind of slated this in um, between a game that they dated in May and a game that they dated in March. So, you know, at the state of play, I'm sure we'll get a release date. It's probably going to be in that, you know, uh, middle of spring window, I would bet. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah, because as 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 we've said repeatedly on this show, is we really don't know what Sony's doing past March. Yeah, 
We know nothing. Uh, and that's why, we, going back to your original question of the show, it's hard for me to say. Like, I, I just don't feel it yet until <laughs> until I know more. I just can't I can't make that claim. But um, so yeah, so like like I mentioned, Nick, I got fifteen. I filled out the rest of the fifteen uh, with absolutely no. Um, no knowledge of it for some, but also there's been some pretty substantial leaks. So I want to go through these. You tell me if you think, yeah, we have a chance of it being there. No, we don't have a chance. Or maybe it's like a slam dunk or whatever, whatever you want to say. But these first couple, there have been a lot of rumors swirling. So we're pretty confident um, with some of these. Uh, one I have on the list, Death Stranding 2, Nick. Yes. This, I Again, this is by Billy Boo Coon from Deal Labs. I'm not too familiar with this leaker. But he was, he was the big one leaking before the showcase was announced. Uh, he leaked the name. It's Death Stranding 2 on the beach. On the beach. <laughs> Bill, Bill Princess Boom. Beach. <laughs> God. Uh, yes, I, I think this is there because, again, uh, let's go to the original blog post. It mentioned the most talented minds in gaming, mm-hmm. and there are very few icons in gaming other than Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. So I believe he is there. And that would be, and of course he's always he's going to bring a crazy trailer, and I believe this game will probably be dated for this fall as well. Ooh, I hope so, so yeah. that we can never talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, all right, the cursed game on this show, Death Stranding. <laughs> yes, uh, another one that's a. I think you know it's been some rumors swirling, but uh, you're not going to weigh in. Oh, on Death Stranding too? Yeah. No, I think it'll definitely be there. Okay. Uh, obviously, you know I put it on the list, um, but. Yeah, it's it's time. They've been talking about this game for a while. I thought for sure it would have been at the Game Awards, and the fact that it wasn't there, you know, would would put it a high likelihood that the next big thing is going to get shown. So yeah, I would I would definitely expect to see Death Stranding too. Um, next on my list, another rumor based uh, type of announcement. But until dawn, uh, they've been talking about the last couple of days, maybe a week or so, saying they're going to bring it to PC. Maybe there's a PS5 port. I don't know. They haven't mentioned anything like that. But uh, thinking until dawn will be there. Yeah, I do. This, this is a weird thing to just be rumored at all to not be there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I do think that that it is coming, and it just makes sense. I mean, it was a it was pretty early in the PS4 uh, life cycle. Yeah, it was originally a PS3 game. Oh. Yeah, with move with move controllers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. How, I don't know how that would be. Well, then, but. yeah, of course. Yeah, we're we're in the era of remakes, so or in ports, so it makes sense. I mean, this it's well, a, it's a very good game. Uh, it, it you know. The length is perfect. You know, a great cast. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, this makes sense, and it never, it never made it to PC, which this, so this all makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I think this, you know, and there's also the uh, the movie that's in development. Yeah. Um. So Sony loves their synergy. They love trying to like, hey, look at this. Now here's this thing. You don't you want to play the game, watch the movie, blah blah blah. So um, I was I would anticipate uh, seeing that as well. Am I excited about this? No. No, I've already played. I've already seen the movie. It's called the interactive game until yeah. dawn. The movie. Basically. Well, even just even just coming to PS Five, it's yeah, not a game care. I'll play again. So. No, uh, this one I'm kind of excited. I'm really excited to learn more about. Uh, again, rumor rumors up the ass when it comes to it, but <laughs> up the ass, uh, Concord um, from. Uh, yeah. Why can't I think of the name that they is that is that the Haven game? No, Haven's doing fair games. Yes. Who's doing Concord? Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, we should have. I should have known this. <laughs> it's another first studio game. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I this is another game I can't be excited for because it's Firewalk. a live service game. So 
No, I really like the art though. Like if you look at a lot of the the uh, images that they kind of posted on it, it's got this like rainbowy space aesthetic mm-hmm. to it that I think could could be very nice to look at. Obviously, I don't know what kind of game it is. I, I think they've said it's PvP FPS, which ugh, not yeah. my jam. It has it has a lot to prove as we, as we've talked about ad, ad nauseum again about like live service games. It's like entering this <laughs> saturated market. And that's before Pal World entered the, entered the fray, and yeah. uh, so uh, it's it's got a lot to prove and good good fucking luck. Yeah, I mean that's that's luck. maybe the biggest question in Sonyos Sonyos <laughs> Sony's uh, entire strategy right now is: Does this live service bet actually pan out, or is it a gigantic waste of time because it's too hard to breach into if sony can't do it you know then it there is no strategy to it it's just dumb luck i feel like you know yeah. if, if they if they can't if the greatest conglomeration of video, video game developers in the world you could argue nintendo is that but i would argue sony is can't figure that out then it, it then it truly is pure luck so i'm i'm curious to see how that does but um I imagine we'll see that there. Uh, this one got it's, got some. It's probably coming this year. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to be at this event. It's probably this year too. Yeah, when they showed when they showed off the Jiggly hamburger hamburger trailer, <laughs> uh, I think they put a year on it, much to everybody's surprise. So yeah, I think we'll see this before we see Fair Games or anything like that. So um, hopefully we'll get more information there. Uh, this one I saw kind of percolating around the internet this morning, and it weirdly kind of excites me. But part of the state of play uh, that they mentioned is there's going to be some PSVR two stuff. And we all know that the PSVR 2 has been neglected and seemingly have nothing coming to it ever since they announced it. It's really kind of disappointing. I was hoping that Sony was going to put a little bit more legs underneath the PSVR. PlayStation Pals, though, neither of us have it. No, no, we don't. I was even speaking to a pal of the show, Will, uh, about his, because he owns his, and he's just kind of like, ah, there's never a reason to turn it on. Right. So hopefully we can fix that. But there was rumors of a Metro VR game. Uh, which is a Russian first-person shooter, uh, post-apocalyptic crazy banana series that I think would vibe really well with VR. Yes. Um, what do you think about that one, Nick? I, I haven't played the series, so I can't speak much to it. I know it's very well regarded, and it does, like as you just mentioned, seems like a good fit. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I mean, you know that that game. It's got your first-person shooting stuff, but it's also got crazy survival elements like you have to wipe off your visor and you have to, you know, charge all your flashlights and do all that stuff. And it just seems like a VR-centric kind of I wonder of if it is it going to be like the Resident Evil 8 treatment or is it going to be its own new thing? I, that's a great question. I It's sounding like it's going to be its own spinoff type thing. Uh, from the comments and stuff I was reading, people would were very upset if this is a continuation of the story because it is such a lockdown... Uh, way to play it so similarly i think people with half-life alex were just like i want to play it though like can i please play it in a normal way and so we'll see you know if it's good enough um maybe that's the one that gets me to buy a vr probably not but maybe is any of the are unicorns on your list as far as astrobot or half-life alex i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe nick we'll get there okay all right stay all tuned right. uh all right next on the list i think this one's pretty obvious so we've been we've known about it for a long time haven't really seen any updates or anything like that but again teased to be here silent hill 2 from bloober team um you excited to learn more about this game nick or how are we feeling when it comes um, to silent hill 2 excited no yeah. <laughs> i'm not a silent hill guy so and Silent Hill 2, I know, is is the pinnacle of the series, as a lot of people 
uh, tell me. So, so if no. it comes out and it gets an 89, you're not playing it? No. Wow. I, have, okay. I have no interest in this franchise. Okay. So Nick is I, a, I'm sure I'm sure people other people will be excited. I'm sure listeners will be excited, but no. Yeah. Know. Nick Nick is I, I I give Nick a lot of credit because he will just <laughs> immediately write off games and be like, no, not for me. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, I am a sap that if it gets a ninety, I have to at least know for myself that I won't like it. But um cool. Are you uh, confident Blooper can No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, on one hand, I think, you know, it's it's not as hard of a task as it seems on paper where the bones have already been built. The thing that makes that True. game special is the story, uh, the beat by beat narrative, the um, mind fucky implications of everything going on. So, you know, if they take that and just make it look really pretty, because that is something Bloober team's always been able to do is make pretty graphics like they they are good at that. Um, so there's a potential that they make a make a fun game. But I don't know. I just. Ever since this project was announced, I was like, really, Blooper Team? Really? Okay. Uh, but the next one, though, Nick, and this is the one that got teased that I'm most probably excited for, um, coming from Ghost Story Games. Yeah, this is, this is huge. Makers from uh, director Ken Levine, maker of Bioshock. They're apparently looking to bring Judas into the state of play, which was shown... Game Awards two years ago? The, our, our favorite one. That's where you got to see your Hades 2. Yeah, yeah. So they showed this game off. The aesthetic looks absolutely Bioshock. It basically looks like Bioshock, but brought to a modern, modern age. And again, going off of the blog post saying that we have some of the best minds in video games, Ken Levine is one of those guys that you can put in front of a camera, put his name underneath his face, and people go, oh, shit, that's that guy. Yeah. Um, so, A, do you think it'll be there? B, what's your excitement it's level to see more about you? It's crazy game to be rumored there. It's, there's, a, there's a lot of... That's, I don't even know where to start here. It, this is crazy on so many levels. A, this game's being tied to the Sony here. and Not that it's not coming to other platforms, but Sony's going to get our first look at the game, and as you mentioned, in almost two years... Uh, Could it be a Sony exclusive? Oh my I God. don't know. Maybe. <laughs> that would drive the internet crazy. Yeah, it would. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what is the game in the first place? You know, we, we saw so little of it. It, it, it. I have a feeling it's some kind of run-based game. From Like a death loop kind of thing? Uh, no, like kind of like a no return. Really? Yeah. You think it's like, okay. That's, that's like the vibe a, I get like a smaller... when I watch that trailer. Yeah. Okay. But again, I, whatever. We'll find out in two days. Hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> and it says there's only 33 people that work for Ghost Story Games. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a really small team. It's, and again, it's been almost 10, over 10 years since Infinite. And I'm thinking about that trailer a little bit more now. And at the very last shot of the trailer, it's like almost like yeah, like the station exploded or something. Right. Because yeah, so maybe maybe there was yeah, we might be onto something. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm kind of of the opinion that I think this is going to be one of those like this is oh you can fucking see every inch of Bioshock in it, and it's just sure. basically. The guy who created his new take with his new team. I, I kind of expect a single player, twelve to fifteen hour first person shooter with some weird abilities. I, I honestly expect kind of just that same thing again. Yeah, but I, I this is my prediction that it is some kind of there's a way that the time repeats in it. Mm-hmm. That that you're replaying the game in some way. Like like a death. That's why I was thinking like that might be a good probably the closest example, but 
I mean, because oh. on their website, yeah, it says a disintegrating starship, a desperate escape plan. You are the mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke or will you leave it to burn? <laughs> yeah. So this is, that's a huge get. Uh, that's one of the probably, Ooh. you know, I know it's, it's off people's radar because it only, was only shown once and not seen in a long time, but that's a huge get for a state of play. Like that's, mm-hmm. sorry, that's, sorry that's to enormous, get enormous, but. I, Again, what is what is the scope of this project? Again, well, it does say on their website too. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, it does say single player and it does say narrative first person shooter is like right right from the website. Okay. So, yeah, I would expect. But I, I still think it is not as as, as it's not going to be as big as Bioshock Infinite. It's going to be a much smaller project because, as you mentioned, thirty three people. Thirty three people is not a lot of people. <laughs> so, but, but I, Ghost Ghost Story Games has was founded in twenty seventeen. So, mm-hmm. she's been cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I lost for words. It's just what yeah. this is, and it's this is great. This is a huge get, and again, this is this is, comes from uh, Nick of Xbox era. This rumor, he's the one who kind of put the Silent Hill rumor. This, I'm not too familiar with him, but it is it's crazy that this could be there. Yeah, he did this one of those kind of huge. annoying tweets, honestly, where he's like referencing everything like we're going to rise together and find the silent <laughs> speeches of don't be a Judas and it's just like all right like just tell us what's going to be there right um and then lastly to kind of segue into the last game that that guy did actually reference which is where a lot of these rumors I'm pulling these games from is coming from um I'm going to say they mentioned Sonic in this dumb little tweet and they mentioned Generations specifically I'm going to guess that it's a 3D Sonic collection, which is not exciting at all for me, but it would be weird to just remake Sonic Generations. It'd be weird to really have any other type of Sonic property tied to that in any other way except for maybe some sort of collection that they can release it for $40, $50. Here's a couple of these games. Go play them all at the same time. I I don't know. I don't know Sonic very well. Well, the blog blog says, you know, updates. Maybe it is just like DLC to... Sonic, the Sonic Superstars that came out. Maybe, but they specifically, again, they they said generations. Like, it's weird to throw that word specifically in there. And Shadow of all characters, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, maybe like you could play Shadow the Hedgehog and some other dumb 3D Sonic games that some people like. But, all right. Well, that's, let's, we'll move on from that. But those are the ones that I think we kind of know for sure. Now, I got another six, Nick, that, uh, you know, tell me if I'm an idiot. Okay. Uh, Rebirth's going to be there. Yes. We're going to get a demo drop. And I and to, to kind of follow because when they did Final Fantasy VII remake, there was a demo drop prior to the game launching. I, I what just, a waste I, of time! Yeah, <laughs> I, sure. I, I, I know. It's, it's I, and I asked you earlier, like, are you going to play it? And it's like I don't know what reason though, because even if it is one of those things, like you know, it flows into the game, your save carries over. It's like yeah, but I'm just I would rather just wait till it comes out anyway. You know, the only reason I play it, I'm going to play it is because of this podcast. It's true. Uh, to bring it to the show. So. It's true. But, yeah, it doesn't need a demo. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm bought in. Yeah, same. <laughs> so we'll probably see a little bit of that. Um, Foam Stars. Foam Stars coming out. Um, next week. Next week on PlayStation Essentials. They're giving it out for free for everybody, which is kind of interesting because it's two days ahead of a second-party exclusive with, with Helldivers 2. But um, people were pretty high on this, this game when they played it. You know, when it was originally announced, it was just mocked relentlessly. Uh, Splatoon... Splatoon knockoff, <laughs> weird aesthetic, all this type of stuff. But it seems when people get their hands on it, uh, they enjoy it. It's got that Splatoon vibe, but it looks like the foam you shoots out kind of modifies the the map so you can kind of climb on top of it and all that good stuff. But 
live service game, so I don't think it's it's really for you, Nick. But what do you think about Foam Stars being at the yeah, same play? Yeah, I, w- I would say that's that's the slam dunk that Ooh, Foam Stars dunk. is going to be there. It's, cool. Yeah, it's about to come out. Yep, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's coming to Essential too. Yep. Uh, as I mentioned, Helldivers 2 coming up shortly as well. I think that'll be there, even if it is just like a launch trailer type thing mm-hmm. saying, you know, to remind people to go buy it. Um, it'd be shocking to have a state of play a week before the game releases and not at least mention it. So I, I think that's just kind of, oh, here you go. Yeah. Don't forget You're about mentioning us. You're your other two monthly uh, exclusives or, or upcoming exclusives. Right. You got you to gotta mention this. You got to do it. All right. And then so that leaves was three games left. Now, I think they need a little bit more VR. Yeah. Because if they're mentioning VR, it's not just going to be one game. Good luck predicting what that's going to be. I know. <laughs> but I like my prediction here. It's already been announced, but we don't know much about it. Do you remember them announcing a game called Behemoth? No. Okay. It's basically, it's, com- it's coming from the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners team, so a really good, well-received VR game, but it's basically Shadow of the Colossus in VR. Oh, There's like okay. big monsters, looks like you can climb around them. So I think, again, it looks like a kind of game that actually would, like if it shows off well, if it shows some cool way to climb these monsters, could be mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, so I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw out Behemoth, and then I am going to throw out It's Time, Nick. It's time for an Astrobot VR game. <laughs> we don't know what, what they've been doing. Team Asobi, you know, they transitioned from, they shut down Japan Studios. Basically, uh, Team Asobi absorbed that talent. We don't know what they've been working on. I would bet that it's some sort of, and I'm not even saying it's exclusively VR. It could, like, my, my hope is that they're developing some sort of game that can be played on screen and also in VR. I don't know how you could do that with a platformer like Astrobot, but it's time. We need it. <laughs> you know, I think this state of play is being positioned to be a little bit bigger for a reason. I don't think it's big enough to show off what Sucker Punch is doing next, what Sony Ben's doing next, but a, a team of Sobe, like, here, here we go, feels right. Am I crazy? <laughs> you're not crazy, and and you're. It's crazy that they haven't said what they're doing at all. Like yeah. that's the crazy part. We and, and PSVR two is just an afterthought to Sony. We would have thought a year ago at this time, right before the launch of PSVR two, that we would have known what they're doing and that a game is, at least is in the works for this mm-hmm. thing. So yes, you're you're right for thinking it. I don't know. Sony's crazy. They'll maybe they probably won't do it. Yeah. Because it'll drive us insane. It is. It's just so, yeah, you're right, though. It's like, you know, sometimes these companies, and granted, Sony is likes to be a little bit more reserved than most, right? They're not Xbox announcing Elder Scrolls 6 in 2018, but they do Wolverine as an example, right? Like, why let us know that this game's coming out four or five years from now, and you can't just let us know that, like, if if you are making an Astrobot game, mm-hmm. what harm is it to say, like, yeah, it's going to come out in 2026? We're all going to be like, fuck, that sucks, but then we're going to be like, oh, but at least I have a reason to buy a PlayStation VR now. Like, maybe I will pick this thing up when there's a good deal or when I see one because I know that's on the horizon and then I can check out some things in between now, now and then. So if it's make, if you guys are making it, fucking do it, all right? <laughs> and then one more game in kind of theme with this special guest thing. Again, there's only so many people, but I think Miyazaki is one of them, the maker of, or basically the director of FromSoft Games. Uh, I think it's time to show off Shadow of the Archery DLC. If, like, it, if it's coming in February, it has to be here. Yep. Rumor, rumors are here. percolating that they're going to announce it and, and release it in a very short window. Elden Ring doesn't need the um, the PR lead up or anything like that. You bring out Miyazaki, you go, oh, we're so happy to do this. This is what we're modifying for the game or the DLC or whatever we've 
broaden the scope because we've been working on it for two and a half years or whatever the case. Uh, but again, it's it's time, and I think I think you can show it here. And again, going back to the blog post, the most talented minds in gaming. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That, yeah. that, that he fits that. Kojima, Ken Levine, and Miyazaki. Those are yeah, yeah. You, you know, <laughs> short of Todd Howard, Ooh, <laughs> that man. Um, yeah. So I I think that is that is a great boy. Yeah, if, this, dude, if, the state of play could be insane. I know, that, and, and that, like that, I hate this is true. I hated kind of even making this list because I'm going like, yeah, ooh, yeah, this one, and then like, <laughs> ooh, yeah, yeah, this one. Like I felt we do kind it to of, ourselves every right, time. exactly. <laughs> I kind of felt like I was just setting myself up for failure, but uh-huh. that's was it's a little more exciting than making a list saying like, oh, I think uh, you know the next Klonoa game is going to be there, <laughs> or sorry, <laughs> right, like, right. the next Bubsy game is going to be there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's 15 games. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see how wrong or right I am. <laughs> But um, the only one that I think is a surefire bet too is also the Destiny expansion. I thought about it, yeah. But <laughs> and and I guess saying like past the year, like gives a little more credence to it. But that was kind of my one thought: is like I wonder if they're gonna talk, wait, maybe just wait till E three time whenever they're gonna say something then. Because again, it's a DLC. You know, do you really need this? You know, this big long lead into it. Bungie has been not good in the news cycle lately, so maybe you just kind of let it sit and, and be it's like, possible. hey, you know, hey guys, we want you to focus on the next three to four months of gaming. Don't worry about that. Right. But then you say that they're going to show off things down the road too. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, exciting, exciting nonetheless. Right. I know, Nick, you're mad that you couldn't use your DEF CON level. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am upset. But uh, all right, I got, I got two questions for you. Okay. Is it a good year for Sony if the games that we talked about is it? Concord, Death Stranding 2, Stellar Blade, the ones we're already getting, all the second party games, Helldivers 2, Rebirth, Rise of Ronin. Mm -hmm. Is that an Until Dawn, you know, uh, what we're playing right now, Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Is that a good year for Sony if if this is the slate of games? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I mean, you know, Spider-Man 2 was basically enough for them last year. <laughs> you know, yes, they had Final Fantasy 16 was exclusive. That was a big game, but not as big as you'd think. Like, it was it was big, but not crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, it and didn't slow them down. Shores, that was Yeah, big. yeah. It, it didn't slow them down at all, though. They're, the PS5 is selling better than ever. Um, and that's a good, what, one, two, three, four, five. That's a good, like, six or seven exclusives, man. I mean, and if you throw Judas in there, like, even if it's not exclusive to Sony, even if, it, you know, it's a third-party game, I mean, that's that's a lot, of, a lot of good, and I think it's hard not to evaluate one of the brands without considering the other side of the aisle, and, you know, Xbox has shown off, you know, like, the, the, the direct that they did last week showed off, you know, Hellblade looks cool, but like a vow didn't wow me. Like I think sure. I'd still much rather play Stellar Blade, Rise of Ronin, Death, maybe not Death Stranding, uh, and <laughs> Concord over or Judas over, you know, Avowed, Hellblade, and and uh, what was the other one? Indie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's they've done a pretty nice job buttoning up their second party and exclusive relationships when their first party teams are obviously taking longer than they expect them to. Okay. And then 2024 and beyond. So we're talking out of out of this year entirely is 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 opens the window for anything. And, and Judas could be one of those games. Death Stranding 2 could be one of those games. But it, I mean, is what 
is there any like hopes and dreams? Is there any, I know you said no, you don't think this is time for Ghost of Tsushima 2 or Sony Ben's project or Naughty Dog project. Mm-hmm. But is there a chance, John? Is there is there something? I think the best chance you probably have is to see this Uncharted game. That would probably be the one. I don't think you're going to see Ghost of Tsushima 2 or Ghost of whatever random island they're going to call it. <laughs> but being that this Uncharted game is kind of like an open secret um, with the weird little cave diving teaser they showed a long, long time ago with Kate, ago. Caitlin Devers being cast, with her being cast as Cassie Drake, with just kind of and, and Naughty Dog being silent for a while with the exception of Last of Us 2 which is a smaller team that did that anyway. Um, I could see them that being there, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think you're gonna get. Let me let me let me take a step back. I think Sony is going to still have some sort of big presence, like in May, early June, to like feed that E3 time. And I think that's the time you do it. I think that's the time that you could maybe start talking about what the next year is gonna look like. I don't expect any unannounced first party game to get announced and released this year. I think they've kind of figured that out. And um, so I would, I would, I would think now is not the right time for anything more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is stacked already. Just the rumors alone, you know, I think Concord, Judas, Death Stranding 2, those mm-hmm. are those big boys. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, Death Stranding 2, I need to, like, kind of continuously remind myself in my head that that's, like, a bigger deal. Like, yeah. that was a game, of the, first one game of the year nominee. Uh, and I don't think it was a front runner, but it was, it was, people were saying, like, oh, it could, it could easily win. Yeah, it's just, it's not our jam, but. No. So. Certainly. So, yeah, again, you know, January 31st, it's going to be, it's, by the, by the time you listen to this, it's, it's going to be really, really close. And. Yeah. It's exciting. It's. Man, these are the weeks we live for. Yeah, <laughs> our well, lives are. I feel just, alive. Yeah, our lives are just. <laughs> just a, I can't even think of how a way to a way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, stay tuned. So yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that next week for sure. Like that'll be a huge discussion. We'll go over every yes. announcement. So well, Nick, with every upside <laughs> comes a little bit of a downside and. I don't think this next topic is going to shock anybody. It's been a a topic of conversation for a long time, and we don't need to belabor it too much, but I kind of feel like we it's our jobs to talk about it. And that's that 2024 has continued the trend that 2023 set with layoffs across the game industry. And uh, videogameschronicle.com has a story about it, so I'm going to take a lot from what they've written just to kind of have an overview here real quick. We can discuss what we think about it, but then move on. But wanted to just at least talk about it. So from videogameschronicle.com, writer, I don't know where you put your writers, Chris Scullion. Uh, the number of games industry job losses announced in January is, January is already more than half of the total job losses in the entirety of 2023. According to the site, an estimated total of 10,500 game industry workers lost their jobs in 2023. At the time of writing, the estimated total for 2024 is on the same on the same site currently stands at 3,770. However, with Microsoft announcing that they are going to lay off 1,900 staff from its video game division, it means that the listed in the next update will total 5,670 layoffs, 
bringing the total to 54% of 2023. Microsoft revealed that it's cutting 8% of its total gaming division, which has around 22,000 employees. Uh, on Tuesday, Riot Game also confirmed that they are laying, about, laying off about 530 staffs, representing 11% of their employees. And earlier this month, Unity also announced plans to lay off 25% of its workforce, uh, totaling about 1,800 employees. Um, could go on and on and on again, but long story short, you know, the industry is still bleeding. Um, and I think it's just a product of how much games cost nowadays, how much talent costs, how long it takes to develop. And um, I guess my question to you, Nick, is that how long do you think we can continue to see this? Is this something that, you know, we're just going to have to kind of deal with until the video game budgets kind of get themselves under control? And, you know, are they, I guess so intertwined that it's just... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going it to be another rough year for sure. Um, yeah, I just was reading about Embracer canceling um, a do sex game and laying yep. people off at uh, what used to be um, uh, Eidos Montreal. I think they're still called Eidos Montreal, but uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, this it's not going to stop, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure... It, when you read stories about Pal World being so successful, you know, then you know you hear great stories about that, and then on the other side, it's like, oh God, and this whole Xbox is, as you mentioned, they're they're I didn't even Xbox is huge, like twenty two thousand people, that's mm. ginormous, but yeah, it's sad to hear that people are are losing their jobs, and you know, it a lot of game developers have to relocate. You read stories about that, it's like, oh yeah, I want to go work for Blizzard, and I relocate the you know, California, one of the most expensive areas uh, in the world, and then I lose my job, and I'm, you're fucked. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you got to either move or, you know, and I know Jason Trier has been pushing, you know, as all this has been happening, like how important remote work is, and, you know, we see that with Insomniac. Like, you can work full-time remote for Insomniac and, and look, and it has no effect on their production somehow. Moon, yeah, <laughs> and Moon Studios, the makers of the Ori games, are famously an entire. They've always been a, a remote team, so like yeah. you can make it work. Um, yeah, I, I think I have kind of two thoughts on this. First and foremost, I want to just state state that I think, you know, Microsoft laying off the 1900, it does suck. But this is also kind of the product of any type of merger and right. acquisition. Like you're gonna have lay or uh, crossover. You're gonna have redundancies, yeah. and you're gonna have just you know, uh, costs that you can cut. And I see a lot of people out there that are like, well, Microsoft's worth $3 trillion. How can they cut people? <laughs> the it's like, look, man, like, <laughs> I get it. I Trust me, I understand. In a perfect world, it'd be so nice that we can just give people money to live and whatever. But at the end of the day, it is a business. Dumb fiduciary obligations, dumb capitalism. shareholders. <laughs> capitalism run rampant. It is what it is. So, like, I don't think that it's really much more to look into that one than this. But we've been kind of preaching it on the show for a while is is that a lot of gamers, I feel like, want to have their cake and eat it too. You want these incredible 100-hour experiences with many systems and many ways to play, but we don't want to spend more than $60 for a game. And we see with these companies... Sony famously with Spider-Man 2 costing about $300 million to make any more than any other Spider-Man movie ever. And it sells faster than any other Sony first party release ever. And they still get notification that, hey, you guys might have to lay off some people. The industry and financial situation is fucked with a capital F. And until people can kind of figure out the path forward, 
I think we're going to con- continue to see this. And there's, there's mo- you know, uh, different movements out there trying to help. I think Sony pushing these smaller interstitials is part of that. Valhalla and uh, Last of Us 2 having these roguelike modes kind of gives more content while keeping times down. But, like, I don't know, man. I, I think people, like, just either need to understand that maybe we need to pay a little bit more for games. Games have been, you know, they bumped them to 70, but... They, they made the 60 transition back in 2006. If you look at inflation, you know, those games would be costing about $120 nowadays. And I'm not saying <laughs> I want that, but I'm saying that if you want a healthy, vibrant financial industry, maybe there are some, you know, we need to kind of come together and figure it out. Or we just allow shovelware and bullshit games to run rampant and, you know, we forget about 99% of them um, and we just focus on the good stuff. But like, you know, I, I, saw, I think I saw an article saying that 13,000 games came out on Steam last year. 13,000. Uh, the entire platform of the Nintendo Entertainment System, 700 total games. And that's apples and oranges, right? It's a different market, it's a different industry. But I think the point that I would, I look at that and I go, we need less games. We need better focus put the talent where it needs to be. Because I also don't think that all these people that have lost their jobs have just left the video games industry. I think they're forming new companies, they're finding work where they can, but not necessarily pushing towards the right ways. And um, I'll stop my ranting now, but I think <laughs> I think this is all just one big, um, you know. It's a good point that we never hear like, oh, how many of them get other jobs at other companies, you know, who transition to, yeah. you know, we just saw the ex-founders of uh, Rocksteady they formed a new studio, you mm-hmm. know, how many people are, you know, getting laid off and just going to work for them or another company or working at Naughty Dog. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of, you know, especially on Twitter when this stuff happens that a lot of people are like, we're hiring, we're hiring. Right. You know, I- we're, we'll, we're looking for people. I know the, uh, who makes Forza Horizon, uh, Playground. Turn. Playground. Yeah. Yes. Playground is, is they're, they're out there tweeting like, oh, we're hiring. We're, we need people for, for Fable. Fable. You know, so it's it's hard but, to say. But to your point, relocating could yeah. still be like, oh <laughs> right. fuck, yeah. come on, I got to do this, I got to do you know do that, and and you know you make that decision. You know, okay, cool. Is this studio going to be around in five years? I don't know. look at what's happening to Bungie. Like, right. I'm sure they're still healthy, but and, I don't know. Shrinking. And it's not exclusive to video game industry. We're no. seeing layoffs everywhere. You know. Yeah. So it's not it's any not, tech company is going to get that. But right. yeah, I just wanted to, you know, we don't have to, to, you know, live down in the dumps and talk about this negative shit anymore. But it, it is a probably the biggest story in the industry did right you, now. Did you look into like the Blizzard survival game? That was canceled. That was kind of not like really part of this. No, not really. They, they just canceled it and pretty much gutted most of the team. Yeah, it was a game. It was there. They're, they posted about it. They haven't shown any like trailer or anything, but they were hiring for it. So they they talked about it. But it was like six years in development. It was being made in Unreal Engine. And then the the word from Blizzard at the time was they wanted to move to their internal engine, which is Synapse. I don't think I've ever heard of that engine before, and it just fucked the game hard. <laughs> really? Yeah, and so they had. To, they were hoping when Microsoft took over that they would switch the engine back to Unreal, but obviously that did not happen. And now that game is that game is shut as vaporware. It'll, we'll never see sucks. it. But it would have been it would have been wild to see what a Blizzard take on a survival. That was going to kind of be my point. Is like I feel like a genre and team almost don't marry each other better than those two. I don't know why. I just <laughs> right. feel like you know with their Warcraft roots and those you know that's more of a uh, RTS. But you know I, I could see them making a pretty baller, colorful, vibrant 
survival game. Yeah, oh, oh, well. and like we were saying about you know Last of Us Two factions, it's like how do these projects just don't see the end of the see the light? You know, it's just it yeah. blows your mind sometimes that yeah. these projects better better to be a tax write off, I guess, or or something, <laughs> but. Um, and, and then and specifically with the Xbox too is like like you there were probably like so much redundancies I saw that one of the big playoffs was the Blizzard president he's gone, uh, the chief design officer they're gone like it's probably just like re- redundancies here. And they got like hey do you want a severance package for one point two million dollars? <laughs> right. Oh yeah. sure that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> so not that any layoffs are are you know people have their lives fucking upended doing that shit sometimes but. You know, some people probably and, and, were okay. And Trier tweeted about the riot one specifically, like it, like the the package that for the people getting laid off is like supposed to be like incredible. Like yeah. it's it's really great, which you know eases the transition of. It's League of Legends, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, League of Legends. This was the Legends of a lot of it was the Legends of Yun Terra, their card game. Oh, okay, uh, that Rune Terra. Uh, Rune Terra, yes, thank you. Um, but no, I think we're gonna see this until you know. The economy swings the other way, you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a story this year. COVID two electric boogaloo, baby. And you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a little bit clickbaity sometimes. I think like the industry, you know, there's 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 two things the industry loves right now. It's these layoff stories <laughs> and hating on suicide. I was squads. just gonna say is the other. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It just seems like that seems to be the big write-ups, you know, so. Any article that can tug at your emotions a little bit, whether it's gender inclusivity type things or layoff type things or whatever, yeah, those are the ones that it seems like they want to write, right. so. Well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it, we'll be hearing about it all year long, for sure. Right. For sure. But All right. Be, it's still going to be the greatest year in gaming, just you watch, John. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk. Speaking of the greatest year in video games, uh, we teased this a little bit last week, but uh, Nick and I have are going into year four of doing uh, the fantasy draft for video games. It's specifically from FantasyCritic.games. Uh, I think it's just somebody's passion project where you kind of put together a nice little website that you know does a fantasy type uh, experience for us us nerds who aren't really into football. But uh, pretty simple rules where you go through, you draft your games. Uh, in order, depending on how many people you have in your in your league, uh, you gain points through the open critic score of the game. So 70 is the baseline. If you get a 70, that's zero points. Anything under that is negative one points. Uh, 69 would be negative one. 68 would be negative two, so on and so forth. Uh, and then obviously on the flip side, it goes positive points. But if you get over 90, you start to gain two points per point. So if a 94, right, that would be... Uh, 28 points, Yes. right? I think everybody follows. So just wanted to kind of, yeah, go through these. Uh, we've already had our draft. Uh, we're doing eight total games for our league. We have eight people in there. So doing much more than that starts to kind of get into little weird weeds where you're picking weird games you're not so sure of. Um, but we did four games during the initial draft. Um, and then you can pick up games throughout the year with a allotment of money that you've uh, that you that you deem, which we did $100, so you can kind of do blind bids. If, if a game gets announced, like the next 3D Mario game gets announced, we can all go in there, bid what we would want of it or for it, so we can add it to our teams. Yeah, and John and I both, were, we picked fourth and fifth this year. Yes. Uh, so, you know, you know, we... we, we a lot of four game, three games were picked before we even got to pick our first game. So it was honestly, I don't know about you. I think it was a good spot for the draft this year because, like <laughs> last year, uh, I got the first pick, right? 
And it was the easiest first pick in the history of first picks. It was Tears of the Kingdom, right. no question asked. It gave me, and it got a 96, it gave me 30, 36 yeah. points. You know, so basically it was a double pick. But this year... 32. <laughs> 32. <laughs> You're right. Uh, this year, you know, there were some obvious first picks, but like, I don't know, the industry doesn't like to give release dates as much anymore. So yeah. what we decided to do this year is we initiated unlimited drops uh, in the past. If you picked up a game that did not get released or didn't have a release date or whatever, you only had the ability to drop two of those games throughout the year. So this is going to allow people to pick up more games, be you know, that maybe you're not so sure of. Um, Make the league a little more active. Make it a little more active. So, uh, yeah, so for our league, Nick, do you want to go through just like the what well, was picks one through eight, or do you want to just me well, and you? Well, let, yeah, let's. I want to talk about number one pick. Uh, in our league, it was Final Fantasy Rebirth. And I wanted to ask you, John, if you had gotten the first pick again this year, would, would that have been what – would, what would have been your pick? Because Final Fantasy Rebirth would have been my pick. Yeah. Uh, because there's several strategies going into this. And one of it is like, do you do you draft a game that doesn't have a release date? Because if it, if you draft the, your number one picks a game and then it gets pushed to next year, that sucks. You're fucked. Yeah, that happened to Nick a lot. <laughs> yeah. Hollow Knight Silk Song is his least favorite game of all <laughs> yeah. time. It happened to me last year. But you know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, guaranteed, it had yep. a release date, February 29th. You know, you I know it's going to be reviewed 90 and above. Yeah, probably. Very likely. That would have been my number one pick. I have, I have all reliable. I have two, two. That that is one of them. There's one other game that I would, I would heavily consider if it were me, and that would be the Elden Ring DLC. Okay. Um, doesn't have a date. <laughs> However, I feel extremely confident that they would not go into year three, <laughs> uh, not having released the DLC, unless if they just like literally come out and be like, "Look, guys, it's going to be 2027, but it's Elden Ring 2. Like that, that's like the only way that that would be. So I would, I would heavily consider that because I do think Elden Ring will probably score a little higher, mm -hmm. but Final Fantasy, you know, was just, yeah, slam dunk. It's coming out. It's going to be a little bit better than remake. I'm sure score wise. Okay. Yeah. So one of those two. All right. And then. You know, what is your strategy going into? Mm, into I don't know if I want to share this. You brought the topic. You got you got to discuss it. And again, you have won every year. Oh, yeah. So, so what is your strategy first in your initial draft, and then throughout the year? What what is your what is your strategy? Because I like, as I as I said, I keep I always will get burned by games that do not come out this year. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of my strategy is games that are are guarantees. You know. A, games that I know, because I've gotten burned on indie games that I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, but so games that I know and games with release dates. That's kind of my like initial draft strategy. Yeah. What, what, what is your, and then we'll get into your, we'll get into our games, but what is your initial draft strategy? So I think it's a, it's a combination of all that. Um, I pride myself on knowing the indie space very, very well. Um, you know, I love those type of games and I'm always curious about them and dollars to donuts almost every single year, at least half of the, the 90 pluses are going to be indie games. Sure. So I really try to try to like hunker down what those ones are going to be. See of stars. And I hold, and I kind of hold them for as long as I think I can hold them because I don't think 
the rest of the guys in the league are as in tune with those. No. So I'm never going to burn a use a pick on one of those when there is another big AAA game that I that I'm confident in. So my first pick was Persona 3 Reload. Right. My second pick was Earthblade. Those two games, I'm pretty confident are going to be a 90 plus, but I'm going to obviously go Persona 3 first because it's going to and I guess something that should be said is there is a watch list type function on this site yeah. that basically tells you... Ruins everything. It does kind of ruin everything <laughs> because it sh- it's a hype factor, basically, where all the other leagues that are involved in this website, it kind of, I think, basically says like, hey, everybody's picking this game. Pay attention to this. And it boosts it to the top of the list. Right. So if there's a game that's on the top of the list and I want it, I'm usually going to do it. But I got to admit, I don't give... I don't give a lot of credence to the release date thing. Um, well, this year is, is different. You don't have to yeah. really think about it as much as you did in years past. I, th- I think I would usually kind of like, because I, I think AAA releases are much firmer. There's sure. more thought that has to go into it. There's bigger teams. There's different, you know, the PR team and the, the marketing team that have to do it, where like a game like Hollow Knight Silk Song is three dudes that are like, I think we'll get it done here, right. maybe. And then they realize they want to, they're perfectionists and they want to work on it more. So, um, if if a if a triple A game has a like a, a nebulous release date, I'm I'm usually way better, more confident picking it there. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I think my strategy all comes down to my my obsession with indie games, and I've heard some guys on the team, our team being the league, um, kind of have this mentality that like. Oh yeah, it's an eighty. That'll that's a good pick. It's like no, that's not a good pick to me. Like, <laughs> like yeah, uh, we've done the math and like the average score. I think you pretty much need to nail to win the league at least for three years is about an eighty three or an eighty four. Right. If you can average that score throughout your games, you're going to be fine. But I hear some guys are be like, yeah, it's an eighty one. No, that's not good. Like, <laughs> no, I want nineties because sometimes they overperform, sometimes they underperform. But like, that's like. I don't want anything under an 85. Like that's my bare, my bare minimum. And do we, are we sharks a little bit in this league? Maybe (laughs) Nick and I might be a little bit because we are a little more involved, but, um, God, if that Silk Song released last year, I would have, I would have, I would have, I could have took it. So yeah, before we get into (laughs) our, our picks, yeah, Nick had quite the year last year. Uh, yeah, I had Redfall. Yep. So, so I, I did, I won the league with, Tears of the Kingdom, and I had like Sea of Stars and a couple other good picks. But Nick, Nick had no released games until what? Well, until Redfall, yeah, which gave him a negative 11. 11. <laughs> and then he didn't have another game until probably September. I think it was Cyberpunk. Right. Yeah. So like the whole year, Nick's just negative points. <laughs> um, and he made a fucking run because he picked up Super Mario Bros. Wonder because nobody knew that that was uh, going to be released until like later in the year. Talos Principle with an 89, Cocoon with an 87. Uh, a lot of good picks. It was just that one Redfall, and then Hollow Knight was his number one pick. It didn't come out, and so yeah. he he dropped. But if Hollow Knight had a, what was it, an 89 yeah. and came out, you would have yeah. won. Yeah, which was probably easily. Guaranteed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. And one thing else that we learned, I think learned last year, is like you don't, DLC is always a good sneaky pick. DLCs are great. DLC to a, an already, you know, well-reviewed game, you know, like, I pick, well, I picked up Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously in 2022, uh, I picked up, I think, was it 2022? The Final Fantasy 14 DLC. Yeah. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC. 
uh, has reviewed well this year. The going into this year, I want I, my sneaky pick was going to be Alan Wake Two DLC because mm-hmm. again, you know that's that's going to hit hard. Um, and also it's very safe. And and another safe thing seems to be just JRPGs in general. <laughs> like they seem to be, and it, typically, you know, they're pretty they're pretty safe picks. Yeah, they're either like an eighty-five or up, or like a sixty or a seventy or under. Because like you know, you do have your Valkyrie Elysiums, you do have yeah. your you know kind of Star Ocean. But this this last Star Ocean was better than uh, people thought it was going to be. But yeah, the big boys, the Final right. Fantasies, the Personas, um, yeah. you know, Dragon Quest, like that's us usually a, a surefire. Yeah, we just bet. saw you know with <laughs> like a dragon in infinite wealth, uh, you know. So well, what do you want to talk about? Your number one pick. Yeah, oh, yeah, we can go. We can go into our picks. Yeah. So, what was your number one pick this year? Uh, it was Metaphor Refantasio. I had to. You know, that's <laughs> you know from the, again the team that did Persona. You know, I, I'm almost positive it's coming out this year. I was I was glad it got, it came to me, and that was an that was an easy one. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a you know Persona Five team. That's a guaranteed if it comes out, probably ninety two at yeah. least. Yeah, and we were on the same page anyway because you can just say what your pick was. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, yeah. So with metaphor, though, I will say I, I'm not so confident in the release date only because Persona Five got really like pushed a lot. Wow. So like you know we'll see if. Uh, <sighs> of course. Yeah. Well, you know, and in, in, tr- in tradition, in true fashion, you know, we'll see if yours gets there. But uh, yeah, and then like I mentioned with my number one pick, Persona Three Reload, um, kind of going off what we were saying is incredibly safe. This is a very safe franchise. They're only going to make the original game hopefully a little bit better. Um, and people were super stoked on Persona 5, so I kind of expect them to Persona 5 eyes Persona 3 yeah. and uh, give me at least a you know a 91 or 92 and coming out in four days, three days, three days, four days. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not, it's not reviewed already. I honest. looked at the embargo. It's Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, so Wednesday. We'll, I like so one we'll uh, Yeah, so your number two pick, Nick? Uh, it was Tekken 8 because, again, last year another – Good pick was Street Fighter Six, one of the best reviewed games of the year, and and it proved again. Tekken Eight was a good pick this year, as we talked about at the beginning of the show in ninety. So that's I give you props for this one. I was kind of had it more in the eighty four, eighty five ballpark, so I didn't know if it was a good second pick, but no, uh, yep. it sure was. Yep, I'm on the board early. Yep, uh, and then as I mentioned, Earthblade, which is kind of one of my sneaky ones, and I picked this one up because a guy in our league was mentioning it, and I was like, okay, well, I have to, I have to scoop this you up now. Do it. <laughs> uh, but this is coming from the team who made Celeste, uh, extremely okay games. Uh, you know, Celeste, Game of the Year nominee. I think it has a 92 on Open Critic. You know, yeah. it has it combines pixel, amazing pixel art with amazing movement, and somehow an in depth. Uh, emotional story. So if they can kind of repeat what they did, I feel very good about it. Just has to release. It just has to release, yep. And then, uh, yeah, my third pick was uh, Princess Peach Showtime because you just don't bet against Nintendo. (laughs) You don't bet against Nintendo, no, and it has a nice safe release date. Yep. Yep. Um, That's fair. Easy. I think that one does run a little bit of a risk of being in the, like, Yoshi's Crafted World, um, you know, Kirby All-Stars kind of land, maybe, but, Mm -hmm. but... it looks like they're trying to do enough weird things with it where it could be uh, a fucking prof. It's going to come out and be like a 93 or something stupid. All right. And then for my third, um, this one wasn't even on my radar going into the league. Uh, but if it comes out, which it's dated with a 2024 in it, so I, I hope it does. But Microsoft Flight Simulator 2024. Didn't even think about it. Didn't know they were making another one. 
you know, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. Has was got, got was this high on like a hype factor? Because I don't understand why, like, was would anybody else be even sniffing this? You're saying why? Why didn't nobody else pick it? No. Why saying? did you? Why did you feel the draft it number three? Oh, um, I think it was. It, I think it was high on the hype hype meter. Okay. And if anybody goes to Open Critic and types in Flight Simulator, they're going to see a 92. <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> it's a franchise that like it has no ability to go down really like unless if it's buggy unless if it's you know fucked at launch right it's yeah. just gonna be what it is it's basically the dlc thing we talked about yeah so <laughs> like i'm you know as long as this one comes out uh 90 baby 90 <laughs> but what if it's like a, a madden 24 <laughs> <laughs> That's why I, I don't think like no, I don't think you can do that. Like, no. oh no, we we we're gonna paywall Africa. They're not, they're not gonna do that. You know, they they famously said in 2020, it's the entire world. Like, if anything, they're gonna add more airports, add more aircrafts, make the graphics prettier, make it run right. smoother. Maybe figure out some weird arcade mode for, to make it actually fun to play. Because man, is that game boring? But people who are into it are into it. So yeah. All right, and then my fourth pick of the draft is this is kind of a risky pick, but. It, yeah, I was surprised. But we'll, but we'll see, you know, and it has a crazy name. Euden Chronicle, 100 Heroes. This is made by, oh boy, I had just had it up. Rabbit and Bear Studios. <laughs> uh, but it's by Yoshitaka Murayama, and it is a spiritual successor to the Suikoden series. Suikoden. Uh, Suikoden, thank you. Uh, that Jason Schreier loves. It's his favorite JRPG series of all time. It's basically a game with... A hundred different characters you can be. Yeah, Sweet in Two is the big one, right? Yeah, so it, it's it's a Kickstarter game, which is you know mm, I don't know. Mighty but, uh, number nine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it looks great. Uh, so I, I just again I had to pick it up. I thought yeah, and, and rightfully so because then someone said hey I was going to get that. So. Really pretty art. So I'm hoping that one and it has a release date. So perfect. All right, and then for my fourth, this is a game that I picked up last year and it got pushed, uh, but Mina the Hollower um, from Yacht Club Games, makers of Shovel Knight. Anybody who's played Shovel Knight and has an affinity towards old, old school games realizes immediately just why it's awesome. And uh, this one looks to be kind of taking on a Game Boy um, Legend of Zelda type aesthetic. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been cooking for a while. Yacht Club, Yacht Club Games uh, knows that that uh, nostalgic type of gameplay experience, I think, better than anybody. And so if it comes out, I think it's going to do very, very well. Thought about maybe not drafting it, but... <laughs> uh, and tried to pick it up later, but, you know, I think I, I had to outbid somebody for it last year, so it's on people's radar. Figured I'd pick it up there, and uh, I'm pretty... I'm feeling pretty good about my four, I gotta say. I gotta, yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah, well, release dates can kill you. That's the only yeah. that's the only thing that can hurt you. Right. You know, so. And then uh, do you want to say the one game you've picked up as well, Nick? Uh, yeah, it was just Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. After playing the demo, I thought I thought John was going to pick it up. So I, I, I bid for it. And that is another game reviewing this week. So we'll see if it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then for me, I did pick up Stellar Blade. Again, you know, I, I, I'm hoping it lands that Bayonetta type thing. We'll see it on Wednesday. We'll see. We'll see if I keep it or not. Um, but just wanted to scoop it up because I think it's going to show pretty well. I just have a feeling about it. And, um, and I picked up the rise of the golden idol, uh, sequel to the curse of the golden idol. I don't know much about it other than it got an 87 on open critic. Jason Schreier loves it. And, 
you know, if this one comes out, it's going to probably be more of the same. I would be shocked if it wasn't, and I'll sit on it until I need to either kick it or not. <laughs> yeah. So I just need two more two more games to fill out. Nick's needs three, but it's a smart idea to wait for the Nintendos to go. What's your fall game going to be? Switch 2 coming out is a 3D Mario, is Metroid Prime 4 thing, even though that was already picked up by somebody in our league. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know, but I do. I encourage anybody out there who's into video games Honestly, too, I know a lot of video game outlets, Easy Allies, uh, kind of funny. Kind of funny. They do have leagues. Um, so, uh, honestly, I don't know how you feel about this, Nick. But Jesse, Mark, if you guys ever wanted to, Will, Jake, whoever you guys ever wanted to do a PlayStation Pals type league, I'd be more than happy to facilitate that. Um, you know, we do here. Uh, I think after this rebranding, and uh, we do other things like a Discord and yeah. stuff like that. That yeah, it would be smart to have. Yeah, so you know, if anybody wants to do that, I mean, we do just a twenty dollar buy in here at at work, but like you know, obviously we wouldn't need to do anything like that. Um, Yeah, maybe we just do it for fun, or maybe yeah, or just the winner of the league gets a PSN gift card or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, just but if if it is something that you. you know, and I go check out the website again. It's fantasycritic.games. It's it's pretty plain, but at the end of the day, it does everything it needs to do. Um, and it's a, a lot of fun. It's just a fun way to stay engaged throughout the year. Yeah. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll update you all at the end of the year. See if, if, see if John can pull it off. He's, he's got, <laughs> they he's say got this every year. year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as sure as he was last year. He didn't get that, that number one pick. Yeah. Instant dude, 32 I, points. I, well, and, and uh, you know, uh, coming off my back-to-back win, right, and then we did the the pick, we, you know, did like a random wheel to pick the order of who gets first pick, and everybody's around my desk, and people weren't pleased that I got the I got the number <laughs> one pick, but, because, uh, yeah, I, I'm convinced that's, that's the only reason I won that league last year was Zelda, so. Yeah, it was worth two games, so mm-hmm. it helps. All right. All right. Final topic. It's that video game character battle royale. It's back. We're on to round two. We have 30 contestants who who made it past round one. And we're changing things up. So how it's going to work now is we are going to list off three moves for each of our characters. We're going to go back and forth. So John will say a move. I'll say a move and vice versa for each of our combatants. And then again, you will vote on Twitter at PS Pals Pod or write in at PlayStation Pals Pod at gmail.com to who you think is the winner. Yeah, and so and with these moves, it's not. I don't think we're going to just be like, uh, I, I do Kratos' axe attack, mm-hmm. and then we don't say anything. You right. can justify it a little bit if you need to. If you want to explain why you think this is effective, go for it, but there will be no time limits, anything like that. We're just going to have a good old-fashioned you go, I go, you go, I go, you go, I go, mm-hmm. and uh, see what see what happens. Sure. Yeah, we're, we're trying it out, so we'll see how it goes. You know, I, I'm sure it'll, just like our initial... Uh, of round one, you know, it got a little more refined. Had to feel it out. More, yeah, a little more silly. We got better about our timing, our delivery, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. So let's get it on. All right, Nick. Uh, I will give you the option since I I did receive more total votes than you in round <laughs> one. So you know, losers can go first. But would you like to go first? And you can also pick the matchup, or would you like to pick the matchup <laughs> and I go first? 
let's just do we can do let's just do Monokuma, Monokuma versus Kratos. Okay. And you can and you can go first. Okay. So Kratos, um, I don't even need to really explain anymore. All right, Kratos is going to start off his fight against Monokuma with Medusa's gaze. Oh, boy. Specifically, from Mortal Kombat, he was used as a fatality, but uh, Kratos has severed Medusa's head. He can shine it at any enemy. They immediately turn to stone to do with what I will. <laughs> All right. So that's going to trigger uh, Monokuma's a defensive move. He's a robot body. He's a robot-controlled teddy bear from a remote location. So he's just going to give up that stone body and come back with another teddy bear body. Okay. Great. All right. Kratos, Kratos counters with the army of Hades. <laughs> Kratos is able to summon the underworld, the uh, combatants of the of Hades itself uh, to do his bidding to attack Monokuma to come at him from all angles and uh, you know curb stomp that little bear <laughs> poor Monokuma I know <laughs> alright Monokuma will have to use self destruction he's gonna have to blow himself up to take out the army of the dead and he's gonna have to come back with yet another robot body cause <laughs> this is not going well for him alright <laughs> I see a theme here <laughs> All right, and uh, well, Kratos, he's going to finish it off. He doesn't need to be flashy. He doesn't need to do anything crazy. He's the god of war, for Christ's sakes. Uh, he just uses an overhead axe slam. <laughs> he was assuming that he would already be a thing of stone and he could shatter him. However, that's fine. He's still going to throw his axe. Monokuma is going to be like, oh, what's going on? He summons it, boom, right on top of his head uh, to smash that little robot bear. But he probably comes back with another one. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I've used all my defensive abilities. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Kratos on trial. That's Monokuno's ultimate move. We're going to actually bring up a random Greek person that has died, <laughs> and Kratos is going to have to determine who killed him. It could be him. It could be an other Greek god. It could be a minotaur. Who knows? But he is going to have to guess who killed him, and if he guesses incorrectly, it'll be Kratos who's the one that dies. <laughs> then he comes back because he could do that too. <laughs> nice. I already love it. I already love it. All right, so there's our three attacks from, from you know the juggernaut titan battle of Kratos versus Monokuma. All right, so next up, Crash Bandicoot of PlayStation fame versus Nathan Drake of PlayStation fame. Um, I'm going first. You're going first, yes. All right, uh, Nathan Drake's first move is just a weapon randomizer. Drake pulls from all the weapons he's used over the four Uncharted games that he is proficient with. So, you know, grenade launchers, machine guns, uh, tranquilizer darts, sniper rifles, whatever it is, he's just going to pull it up and he's going to use it on Crash Bandicoot. Any one of them is going to be effective against, hmm. uh, you know, what's the marsupial that he is. He's a bandicoot. Yeah, the bandicoot. It's in his name. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> All right, Crash uh, also has a, uh, has a uh, defensive move that he is able to do, the death tornado spin move, which is able to deflect any projectiles that are fired <laughs> at him. So he's able to do that. Spin, spin as much as he needs to uh, until until Nathan runs out of ammo. <laughs> All right, and then Nathan Drake is gonna, you know, they're both platforming masters, but Drake's gonna use his grapple hook to overtake and uh, use it to hook and take down Crash Bandicoot. He's mm -hmm. gonna grapple that fucker. Okay, Crash equips the Aku Aku mask, <laughs> uh, granting him not only one, not only two, but three 
hits that he is able to take. No, that's not how it works. He's able to turn invincible if he gets three. But he'll just take the one hit. He just puts on the Aku Aku mask, immediately gives him invincibility against any attack that Nathan can have for at least one time. <laughs> we just got to, it's just a standstill. <laughs> well, you know, you got to defense and offense. Defense wins championships. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to activate... Nathan Drake's defensive ability, and that's just his insane luck. Uh, he has survived a crazy amount of disasters, uh, supernatural enemies, plane crashes, car crashes. No, no normal man should be alive, but here we are. Drake not only lived, but he you know lived long enough to you know have a child that became a teenager. So he's going to invoke his super luck. So he's going to be able to dodge any ongoing attack from here on out. All right. Well, that's unfortunate, though, because Crash Bandicoot comes equipped with a uh, portal weapon, which is able to crash tosses a concoction created by Coco at the enemy, opening up a portal that sucks them into it and sends them back to Crash's home dimension. Nathan can't fight anymore. He's done. <laughs> All right. Sweet. There you go. So, again, uh, these polls will be up. You can vote Nathan Drake or Crash Bandicoot or Monokuma. Or Kratos. That was fun. I like it. I like it already. All right. Yep, it's working. And in true fashion, it's time to determine next week's matchups. Nick, you want first? No, I'm going second. This oh, that's right. Second for two. second round. So for me, I get Sora <laughs> okay. with the power of friendship. All right. Good, good, good. Again, but, it's a character you have not defended yes. before. Against Solid Snake. Yeah, there Nick's you go. boy, Solid Snake. <laughs> All right, second matchup for me, Ratchet. Oh, fine. Versus Dante. <laughs> All right. Wasn't that? No, that was. It couldn't have been the matchup from last time. No, because no, it was Shepard versus Ratchet. <laughs> no, and it was Dante versus Sam Porter Bridges. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So we will be figuring out. Ratchet's not a bad character for this. No. <laughs> He's not a bad character for, for this. Uh, neither are. They're, they're, assortment of weapons is definitely there. <laughs> Dante's pretty OP, but we'll, you know, we'll see what we can come up with. Yeah. All right. It's just all about picking the right ones yep. in their cases. So. Yeah. I hope Ratchet has some weapon that dispels demons. That would be, that'd be good. I don't know if he does or not. I don't think he does. I don't think, I don't think there's many demons in the Ratchet and Clank universe. All right. So that's it. That's the four things we brought for you today. What do we, do we got anything to tease? Other you do. Oh yeah, I do. Are you, are you broken inside? No, <laughs> no, I'm not broken inside. I, I, I feel okay. Good. Um, so, yes, I, I have completed The Last of Us Part Two Remastered. It is wonderful. It is It, it does break you. It, it makes you feel a lot. There are not many games out there that will make you feel what that game feels like and plays as well as that game plays. It is much deserving of our number two spot in the top 50 games of all time. I still I still stand by that. I don't know how you could play that game and walk away from it being like eh. I sucked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might have problems with it. I don't I don't think it is a perfect game, but I don't think you can walk away and be like I, I felt nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh yeah, I have completed it. I do think I'm going to try for the platinum. Yeah. I, I think I want to. I think it I wish Sony again would I wish they had a way to display Platinums better because I, I think this is a game that I want to Platinum because I wanted to, to show that I love this game, mm -hmm. you know? Like, 
Like I, it sucks I can't platinum Red Dead Redemption Two or Witcher Three because I love those games so much. You could, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to spend the hundred hours it would take to do so. Right. You know, to play The Witcher Three on the hardest difficulty. Oh God, um, you have to do that. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> but uh, this this is not as hard. I just have to play probably pretty much almost all the way through the game again, pretty much. But that's not the worst. I mean, because is it just mostly collectibles? Yeah, yeah. You, I can chapter select the collectibles, but then you have to upgrade all weapons and get all your right. um, all the peels and upgrade all right. your stuff. So you have to do New Game Plus, and you would have to at least get to Abby's section, gotcha. and until you upgrade all her weapons. Um, so I did find. So I, I I just started. I'm in the middle of Abby's section now, and I found it funny that like when you start it, it's just like. Oh, scraps, 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 scraps. Upgrade all your guns because you don't want to start. You don't want to feel like you're underpowered. Because I, you know, as soon as I uh, wrapped up uh, at least that part of Ellie's story, I was just I was fucking. I had ammo everywhere. Right. I was so equipped. I was. And I'm playing on hard. I'm like nobody can fuck with me, and then it all goes away. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh. No. To nobody's surprise, Nick finished that before I did. Um. But I am further than halfway. I'm halfway through day one with Abby. For anybody who knows the game, knows how far that is. It's probably like 55, 60 percent. So I'm hoping I can continue that. We can get that uh, special uh, spoiler cast going for you guys here soon. Yeah. No. No promises, though. As I I talked to John earlier today, is like I really want to do this right. Um. Not only because we consider the game so high on our list. But also because of it's a very controversial game, and I want to get our thoughts out. You know, be very. I don't want to be as off the cuff as we usually be, are on the show. Be delivered on the things we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and have a little bit, have a little more structure. Um, you know, I I really want to talk. The first thing I want to present on that bonus episode is what is the theme of that game? Because I know that is a big Sex. point of <laughs> the point of contention that. Revenge is the is the theme, and you sure about I, you sure about that? Yeah, and I I really want to like, you know, if if you played it or you're playing it right now, like think about that. Is is that the theme of the game? You know, um, so so I don't no promises of when that's gonna come, but yeah, once John finishes it, then we can really start ironing out uh, how we want to tackle that and present that to you guys. So that's exciting for sure. Um, besides that, um. You know, I know you hate it when I say Tears of the Kingdom, but... <laughs> We're but, just going to start a gaming... It's going to be a new segment, John's Gaming Minute, and I'll give you a minute on each yeah, game you that's started. That's kind of how I have to do it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but I, I am on the fourth uh, temple, um, which I think is... What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> is there only know. four temples? I think so. Because I think there, there's only four in the original game, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, it seems like what they did, and I haven't really went and looked at a walkthrough to, to verify, but it seems like you start the game and they give you the main mission, which is like the game, where it's basically there's these four regional phenomenas and you got to go take care of each one. One's like with the Zoras, one's with the Gorons, one's with the, uh, you know, just the different clans. Can you beat the game at any time, like Breath of the Wild? No, I think you have to go through all four of these. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, it's not like you just get got to get to the, the castle. But um, So I'm on the fourth one of those. I think once I beat that, then I'll basically kind of start to unlock the final approach, I'm thinking. But I also have probably explored 3% of the underground section. So I don't know <laughs> if they're going to be like, oh, also there's four temples underground. Right, so right. I, I don't know. But uh, So that, and then also, like, this isn't video game related, but um, it's Oscar season, and so I'm really trying to just... Uh, make the commitment to watch a lot of the best pictures, like I say every year. Uh, with the exception of Maestro, I think they all have a lot of of things that I'm interested in and want to check those out. So might be might be stepping away 
besides Last of Us, just to try and, and get those ironed out for this, you know, at least for, so I can be informed. Because uh, as much as I love video games, you know, I feel like we could almost all honestly do a movie podcast too. I, lo- I love that <laughs> shit. So, um, you know, I know. We brought Oppenheimer the one time and then we really haven't talked movies since. No, well, you know, if, if the right one comes up, you know, I just saw Past Lives over the weekend. I thought that was really, really good. Not for everybody, a little slower. Um, but uh, so besides that, yeah. <laughs> I've just been playing Nobody Saves the World with my boy, but um, yeah. boy, with my boy. That's, that's all you always gotta say, boy. Um, boy. Yeah, and then uh, this is what we just talked about—that state of play, like that is going to be a huge yeah. part of next week, and of course the video game character battle royale as well. And I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be other news as well as more games are getting reviewed, more um, layoffs. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Persona Three Reload, Fantasy uh, Grand Blue Flan- Grand Blue. You got Grand, it. You got it. Grand Blue Fantasy Link. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, and Suicide Squad. Like that'll be I, I, that'll I be fully out, and that that probably will warrant some kind of discussion. Yeah. As as I just as as we mentioned, you know, it seems like the press is against the game for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's like it's hard not to notice. Yeah. So it it probably will warrant some kind of discussion next week. So so yeah, you know. It, it's exciting. A lot of stuff coming out. Uh-oh. Sorry, I just went to IGN.com and they just gave a 10 to something called Sasquatch Sunset. <laughs> sure. Is it's, it a game or a movie? No, it's a movie. Oh, okay. It's about Sasquatches that have feelings. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so. All right. So, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, a franchise that got me some good fantasy league points, Tekken. Uh, the song we're going to leave you on is a song from Tekken 6. I was looking up, you know, the best song from Tekken, and this is a good one. It's called Karma, quote-unquote, Electric Fountain. It comes from Tekken 6 by Kiechi Okabe. Great, great track. We need more electronic music in our end songs. We haven't had one in a while. I think Astrobot was their last electronic music we had in the ending. You're so. the cyberpunk man. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so enjoy the song. And again, we will be back next week to talk about a state of play. 40 minutes long. Judas, Death Stranding 2. What else and, could be there? Yeah. Woo. Stay tuned next week to hear us talk all about it. And again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with up to six things. Bye, guys. Say this. Bye.